everybody, and welcome to the Blue Collar Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Gustavo Tapia, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is for business owners and for future business owners that are looking to take the leap into entrepreneurship. We know this can be scary, stressful, and sometimes feel impossible. This is why it's important we all share our story. Please remember to subscribe, download, and share, as well as leave us a five-star review. With your help, we can get this show to reach more listeners and enjoy this valuable content. Hey, everybody, and thank you for tuning in today. Today's guest is Tiffany Orff, and she is owner of Welding Women's Syndicate. Tiffany, thank you for joining today, and welcome to the show. Thank you. I love being here. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us uh, a little bit about your business. What is Welding Women's Syndicate? Welding Women's Syndicate originally started out as an online platform where I could celebrate, advocate, and showcase other welders, other women in the welding industry. Um, I think I'm about two and a half years in. I was like trying to look for my calendars and all the other stuff. And I think we started in late 2019 or 2020. I don't remember. We're like two and a half years in now. But it was basically because being a welder, the only people that I saw out there was like Jesse Combs. You know, I saw her on TV and she was doing her thing. I think that was about 2016, 2015. And I was doing the same thing, working at a shop. And that was really the only representation I had. And also being mixed race, I'm Latina and German. Um, there was no representation, period. So Welding Women Syndicate, basically, I went out of my way to scroll, you know, actually trolled through my my social media to find other women that I could highlight so that other women could know that we are out here. You know, there's, there's a lot of big groups out there. Um, but I don't necessarily think they're there to just represent the women. So Mm -hmm. I decided to form Welding Women Syndicate. And so you, like you were saying, you, you were scrolling through social media to find these other women, right? Mm -hmm. And how Mm -hmm. would you, um, would a lot of these women, did you already uh, know a little about them before or you had no idea who they were no um I've thankfully it's kind of cool you know social media basically bridges the platform all over the place um you know all over the world and I would just basically go on to my social media and look for a woman who was welding maybe doing something in automotive it really didn't even matter you know mm-hmm. at that time um someone who was doing something cool, like not too many women weld and not too many women are in the automotive working on cars. And mm-hmm. so it kind of just started like that. I would find somebody, scroll through their page. Some people don't post as much as you would like. So you have to find someone that is relatable so that when you know went to their page they would be able to say oh she's doing this or she's a student or she's an artist so it takes time to find somebody who you know people are going to recognize as a welder not everybody posts so you know I think some of them were just people I had followed throughout the years and I was like hey this is what I'm doing do you would you like to do an interview and you know when people when you say the word live people freak out and I was like look I don't want to do it either you know what I mean like I I'm thinking I'm looking for wrinkles. I'm looking to make sure my makeup's perfect. But like as welders, I we're dirty, you know, like Mm -hmm. I've done it when I'm teaching. I've seen sweat dripping down my face. And I was like, you know what? 
remove yourself from the equation and just know that another woman is going to come across this interview and be inspired by what you're doing. And that usually relaxed them, you know, and I suggest know that somebody possibly is going to have this initial um, introduction into the welding industry by hearing your story. And so most people are very cool with that, you know, it, it's kind of nerve wracking, but I, you know, I, I usually go, I'll scroll different pages, similar, you know, like automotive companies to see if there's women in the company or pipe welders or students or schools. And now I have this amazing pipeline all across the world that I just, I find people all the time. And the algorithm just kind of like, they're just like, targeted toward me at this point but before you know I had to really really scroll for them and then I scroll through the pages ask questions like what was your introduction to welding like because other people want to know these things you know as a woman you're not necessarily taught these things you know that's basically something your brother would have learned or something that you know, your father would have done, not necessarily for a woman. And, you know, I had a very traditional upbringing. Those things were not for me. You know, I, I still get looked down upon for what I do. And I, I, I 100% love the fact that I stuck with it for the past 13 years because it's probably the best thing I've ever done for myself. And I want other women to know, you know, my journey and other women's journey so that they could, like, take hold of their destiny the way I did. Yeah. That's all. I like how that you mentioned where you tell them to not worry so much about them, like remove themselves from the equation. Uh, it, it, it reminds me of a speaker that I um, saw a few weeks ago by the name of Jen Got Gottlieb. I, I hope I'm pronouncing her last name right. And she said, um, mm -hmm. it's not about you, but it's about who you can help. Mm -hmm. So yes. uh, by them sharing the, the, these stories, it's it's they're impacting other whether it's just one person right as long as one person is impacted right. by it and and um gains that knowledge and that's it that's the, that's the best part about it uh where do you see uh this business then going like what are, what are some of the plans that you have this has been a five-year plan so mm -hmm. i've actually made my goal come to fruition as of april so my goal five years ago was to start a welding school. Mm -hmm. So I had the opportunity to um, get the keys to a 5,000 square foot facility out of Salinas, California. And it's perfectly set up to have a welding school as well as hot, hot rod restoration inside it. And I did it. Like I, I opened up, got the name, started marketing i've held classes and i've already taught you know um structural welding i've taught tig welding multiple processes on college level and i just i wanted something different and so this shop actually allowed me to realize that um and kind of removing the little bit more of the political like the red tape going through a traditional college which is something i just i wasn't happy with what our schooling system has as far as like welding introduction mm -hmm. And so as of April, I was actually allowed to do that. Now, um, there's so much work that still needs to be done. You know, I still have to finish doing three phases in the building. Um, I want to bring in more help. Like that's some of the issues with having the small business. Um, I'm like a one man, you know, 
a one man band at the moment. I have people come in and I've had apprentices, but it's not enough. Like I'm starting to get more and more work. And then, you know, on, on top of teaching and then I help another business, you know, I'm tired. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like, that's where I need to hire, be able to hire on more, but the expenses with having the building at the moment don't allow for that. At, not now. So as far as the future, having more people come in on a full-time basis, like I have an assistant instructor who comes in. Um, I've had ladies come in uh, just to apprentice, just to come in and work with me. Um, I, you know, they want to learn this and that. And I'm like, sure, you know, I really do need the help. So that's always something that's I'm really grateful for, but the future, I I really want to have, more full-time employees Mm -hmm. and i mean i've even told like my partner i would love to like just buy him out of the building you know because i have a partner within the building as well Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's almost time you know uh let's see we got in here open the doors in april so i want to be by next april i want to be in the position to boot my partner out (laughs) So I feel like uh, I'm starting to expand a lot with the builds that I'm doing here and I want to have more welding booth space. So now I have capacity for 10 students, um, not including the main floor space. So that's some of the goals that I would like to for the future. For so talking a little bit about the school, uh, Mm -hmm. you teach the the courses, right? You teach them? I do. I'm a welding instructor. Okay. Did you, when you started off in welding, is that what you immediately started with as a welding instructor or just welding? Oh, no. Yeah. No, I started as a shop girl. And it's funny because that's like my handle on all my social media pages. Mm-hmm. So originally, about 13 years ago, I um, started dating the owner of a custom suspension shop out of Riverside, um, LA County, Riverside County. I don't know what people know, but SoCal area. And then, um, it basically went, and this is the same thing I tell everybody. It basically went from the girlfriend to hand me the wrench to shop girl to co-owner within a year and a half. And we formally changed names. I started firing people and started doing all aspects of the build. So that would be from design to fabrication, to tacking it up, to cycling, to full build within a year and a half. And, you know, I had a really great mentor. And it was funny because my background certainly didn't dictate that that's where my life was going to go. I was in real estate investment. I was um, poised to become like a stockbroker. Unfortunately, uh, I had come to a point. We we lost you there for one second. Um, The last thing, the last thing that was um, heard was that you went from a real estate. into oh i had a real estate background so i i didn't originally intend to you know be a welder but it was just one of those places that i felt like i was at home finally i had a very corporate background previous to that Mm -hmm. and i wasn't happy and the first time i walked into that shop it felt like it it was where i was supposed to be and so it just kind of evolved you know i ended up getting a formal education eight years later. Mm-hmm. And then I had big contracts and little contracts and I did side gigs and I went to formal college. I have my associate's degree um, in welding, mm-hmm. uh, started teaching just basic maintenance, the stuff that I learned in the beginning and then intro to welding. 
And I got a call from a college out of Odessa, Texas, and they had asked if I would teach. And I was like, sure. You know, I went for the interview. I was actually living in Arkansas. Uh, I went over for the interview, but California was calling me and I decided to make the trek back to California. I started teaching out of San Diego. And that was, I don't know, two and a half, three years ago. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And primarily because I didn't have necessarily the best interest and told to do it, you know, like no formal metallurgy, no science behind it. Granted, I had a fantastic mentor, you know, and I learned that way. I can basically watch, but I wanted to know more and I wanted other people to have a more robust education behind learning how to weld. And then I was able to articulate that to others. So when I taught out of San Diego, I ended up having a 99% pass rate in uh, mm. AWS. There's a lot of political red tape. Mm. You know, uh, it's weird because it's not welder run. And so I knew, and I knew back in the day that like, I wanted to have my own space where I could teach the way I wanted to and have more women involved because you just don't see that. Mm-hmm. immediately what I did I saw it I saw the school I saw the vision and that's what I did so um I didn't intend to I I swear I thought I was going to be just a builder for the rest of my life which I'm happy with you know building cars and doing that fun um the teaching part and the advocating I had no idea I didn't know opening up basically a can of worms of women yeah. in the trades and the, the lack of representation and more political red tape, but on a different level that I could help control. You know, I am able to create my own space and bring women into it, therefore changing the narrative. So that's what I did. As soon as I had that opportunity, I did. And it was weird because it's almost five years to the date that I told myself I was going to have a welding school. And that's almost exactly perfectly, perfectly timed with the shop. Did, um, so you opened up a shop with the the person you were in a relationship with, but um, I don't think, were you ever in a place or were you ever in a, in a setting where you would get some hate for being a, a, a woman welder? It has, did that, did that ever happen to you? Um, in Arkansas, I worked with one woman. So that was, at that time, it was the only woman I had ever worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, nine years I had never worked with the woman before I'd never seen anybody in a shop I'd never seen them in the field um one time and then up until I started teaching women would actually come to my class just because it was a women welder you know so that was a cool opportunity and then now with my own shop I mean almost everybody that comes here aside from my partner's business so you know his people that come through almost everybody's a woman so yeah, well, it's been a long time coming. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and what um, when you were explaining a little bit about like how was that transition from a welder to like now instructor? Was there any difficulties in that? Mm-mm. No, pretty simple. No, I, I'm a mom, so mm-hmm. it kind of was just a natural. I actually okay. did it in college. You know, it was yeah. weird because some people just kind of have that personality where they held and they want to teach and I think being 
I've been a mom for 26 years, you know, so that was just kind of in your DNA to others. And then um, because I enjoyed it and I was pretty good at it. So I helped my, you know, my Arkansas, um, I would teach them. There's a lot of things you have to learn. You know, you're, you're learning a new curriculum. You're learning, um, uh, hold on, my phone died. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things when you have to become an instructor, especially on a college level. Like there's just, I had to learn the Miller, um, there's a Miller curriculum. So I had to learn several new curriculums, basically, you know, to teach them. But the welding part came easy. I'm able to articulate welding to just about anybody, you know, like all different personalities, ages. So that part, it just kind of was a natural thing. And how long typically is, is, is the school, is the learning? How long does it take? Depends on what you want to do, yeah. you know, yeah. um, my, my previous classes, they were, let me see, it was good grade, 16 days and you'd get certified. But I mean, I had a shop for eight years and I only knew one process, you know? So it just depends on what you want to do. If you want to work in a shop, you can learn one pro process in maybe six months. It takes many, many years to become good and proficient in multiple processes. And it's just practice, repetitive motion. Um, and everybody's different. You know, some people pick it up like this. Some people, maybe they should keep their day job. You know, who knows? Some people learn slow. So it just varies. I mean, anybody, I, from what I've seen with all the programs I've either taught or um, been a part of, you can certify, I don't know, within what three to four weeks but doesn't necessarily make you a good welder it just means you can pass the test you know yeah, yeah. so it, it just depends on your natural ability and the education you're given because you're always like i'm learning i learned something i i learned something this weekend you know yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you're always learning as a welder and i think that if you're not you're never going to improve obviously yeah. but it yeah. just depends on your natural ability yeah what, what do you think has um in the business what has worked the best for you like what's really stuck out as okay this is something it could be anything but what do you think has worked best in your business so far um i think i think being a woman doing it you know what mm -hmm. i mean i it's interesting because you think that as a woman doing that you're gonna expect somebody soft and easygoing and I come in and I just like change that whole narrative. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty strict. I'm, I'm very to the book. Um, I'm very, I like to make sure that um, safety is key. You know, like I'm real, it's funny. I just had a photo shoot this morning and they asked me to do something. And I was like, oh my God, like, I can't, like, I like to change people's ideas. And then like, um, it comes naturally. So I like to make sure that people are relaxed when they do it. Mm -hmm. And that's not something I'm, I was used to, you know, it was always mm -hmm. stressful when I was around my mentor or, you know, uh, I've heard stories with other teachers, how they're just, they're rude because it's a woman like me. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, let's just do this. I'm going to teach you. You tell me what you want to do. I'll get you to that goal. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just being like flexible as a human, you know, like yeah. that's helped me with all my businesses. Like, all right, you know, 
I, I started from the bottom and literally I'm at the top now, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like I, I can be really, really humble or I can be a jerk, you know, I'll, I'll treat you accordingly. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think that that has helped like you just, just being like a humble, I'm very humble about things. Um, and the welder, like just being a woman, it changes people's perspective. You know, like I, I'm probably not going to intimidate you as a woman, but then I start welding and you're going to be frightened. Trust me. You know, so like I, yeah, yeah. I can come in on the sly and I'm like, yeah. all right, like I think so. I've had a not think, but I've had a lot of men like until you actually saw me in action. Mm-hmm. Once one opportunity, not opportunity, one certain um, one guy, he came in from the Marines. I was working out of um, o- uh, Oceanside in San Diego and he just basically saw me as a woman. I don't know. I guess he didn't have a good relationship with his mom. And um, he was like, whatever. I've been welding 10 years. I'm the Mm. best welder in the block, blah, blah, blah. Well, I had a left-handed student. He was 17. And he was a left-handed student, but he was left-handed, left foot, which you're usually left and right. So I'm like jumping around in the booth trying to weld with him. Well, my daughter is left-handed. So I'm ambidextrous. I weld with both. And so I'm jumping around trying to weld, you know, the way he welds and he's looking at us. And I didn't realize at the time that he started recording when we were welding and he like, I started welding left hand in the same position that the student was put down a beautiful bead. And he looked at me, he goes, you really are good. And he questioned it only because I was a woman. And I was thinking, goodness, if I was a man, you probably would have been intimidated because I was a woman. Like you had to think about it. So it's kind of nice. I can come in in the slide. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. really surprised you, you know? Yeah. So I like that aspect. It's kind of like people don't expect that, for me yeah. to do what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what would you say, uh, what does success mean to you? Success is being able to control my own destiny and I've made it. Yeah. That, that's, that's in awesome. a nutshell. I, mm-hmm. I control my space, my environment, my fees everything and i i love it and i i want other people to um, realize that for themselves what are um you've shared a lot of really great tips in terms of just being a woman in the welding profession and like what you know just sticking to it and all that stuff but what's some advice you would give to people like looking to start a business Ooh. uh there's nothing to prepare yourself. <laughs> I've had yeah. three jobs, right? It's not easy. You mm-hmm. really, really have to stick it out. The first year is really rough. Like I've literally, I've um, liquidated my um, retirement accounts. I have sold cars. Um, I've cried so many times, you know, cause it's so expensive, but I'm a welder and I make good money. And so you stick to what you know, and then you start expanding and hiring people. If you don't know something, you hire somebody who knows how to do it. And you stop, start remembering that you cannot do everything in a business. And if you can, you're never going to be successful. You're just going to be working the grind, never enjoying your life. So I'm getting to that point now where I'm going to be expanding and having more people here so I can take a day off because you don't sleep. You know, you're living on caffeine, like I was just talking about, you know, the coffee. Um, It's rough, you know. I think a portion of my day goes to proposals, um, photo shoots, 
interviews to market myself, you know, and then I have to go in and get in a truck and out of the truck and get burned and then everybody else. And then on the weekends, I'm teaching. And then on the on Sunday, you know, Saturday, you're teaching Sunday, you're going to car shows, you know, to get your name out there. You have to be really prepared for it's invasive. It really is, you know, but because I don't do this for me, like I enjoy it, but I want another woman to see that, yes, I can do this. And so that they follow my path and do it for themselves. Cause I didn't see this when I was, you know, coming up in my, with my first shop. I didn't see yeah. women who had their own shop. I didn't see women who were welding and it's not rocket science, but you really have to be prepared. Like it's not easy. Yeah. You really got to build up a thick skin and just kind of listen to your own tuition and not let too many people tell you what they think they know. Cause unless they've had a business of their own, good grief, you know, mm-hmm. like get out of here with that. I don't even want to yeah. hear it. Even people who've had business, I'm like, I'm good. You know, it's not that I don't want to hear it. I just, I have a plan and I I've, stayed with my plan for four years and I've made it come to this beautiful fruition mm-hmm. that I don't necessarily let too much in my little bubble mm-hmm. and I just stay the path you know like yeah. I, I have doors open every single day you know and it's funny because I almost have something fantastic happen every day but on the same token almost too bad things happen you know so you have to be prepared for that you know like it's just part of business you know like Mm -hmm. it is just you running it and you're paying people you have to be prepared for the worst and just be blessed with the good stuff that does happen awesome man thank thank you tiffany for sharing um those great tips and uh, tiffany if somebody's looking to uh connect with you whether they want to be a welder or anything like that like what's the best way to get in contact with you um, my personal Instagram, yeah. that's shop girl Von Orf. I am, I run three of them. So I have my personal Instagram. I have welding women syndicate Instagram, and I have the exploratory Instagram. So on top of being obviously the business owner, I'm also content creator, but I'm usually like pretty centered onto my shop girl page. Um, mm-hmm. and then it gets filtered on according to content onto the other pages, mm-hmm. but I, because it has also the largest following. So obviously visibility is key. So I kind of use that to leverage my following to the other pages, but that's usually where I tell people to contact me. Um, I'm usually pretty in touch with messages and comments that come through. And if not, you know, I'm just, I'm swamped with the build, but it's usually within a few days that I, I can get a hold of somebody or get back with somebody. My customers even know, like they won't even text me or call me. They'll be on my Instagram because my notifications come through. I allow my personal page to come through. Great. Thank you. We'll make sure to put your Instagram profile in the show notes so people can get know where to get a hold of you. And yeah, thank you so much, Tiffany, for being on the show, for sharing your story, for sharing these amazing tips. And I uh, really appreciate it to have you on. And just wanted to say thanks again. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you guys for listening and tune in next time for another great entrepreneur story.